Hello, my lovely people. Welcome to Staff Room Stories. I'm your host, Emily Aslan, and I'm here to bring you the topics that Australian teachers are talking about behind their closed staff room doors. Join me each episode, usually with an incredible guest, to explore the things we're talking about, as well as the things that we ought to know. Enjoy. Hello again. So this is part two of an unexpected little series about what to do if you feel like teaching just isn't sitting right with you anymore. The last episode resonated with a lot of you listening. So Angela has generously agreed to return to answer the question that many of you have contacted me about. Yes, I might want to leave teaching or look into other avenues, but what exactly is out there? How do I know what career direction might be right for me once I've made that decision that I do actually want to start exploring something that is not teaching, especially if you've been in teaching for quite a long time and you don't know how your skills will necessarily translate across into another career. So today we'll hear from Angela about what to do if you might just want a little shift in your teaching career so you don't want to leave teaching, but you want some change in your day-to-day job. We'll also hear about what to do if you want to remain in education, but perhaps not in the classroom anymore, and what to do if you just want out. You're just done with teaching and you need to leave it far, far behind. What other possibilities are out there? We'll talk you through some of the options and how to work out what's best for you. But I also just want to remind you that absolutely you are allowed to still be in love with teaching. You absolutely are allowed to still want to be a teacher. Just because loads of people seem to be jumping ship right now doesn't mean that you have to as well. I'm seeing this particularly within the online communities and it's being pushed along a little bit by what we're seeing in the media with all of the attention on the teacher shortages, the mass exodus. I don't want you sitting here feeling like you're supposed to want to quit just because other people are quitting. Teaching is still allowed to be your job. It's still allowed to be part of your identity. It can still be your everything. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we need you to stay if that's the case. Don't jump ship just because other people are. We all know the teacher shortages. If this is still in your heart, what you want to do, don't let these other opinions and don't let FOMO drive you out of a job and a career that you actually do love. But in saying that, it doesn't mean that you aren't necessarily itching for something a little bit different. So even if you are set, have a listen to our conversation today to see if there are any tweaks you can make to your day-to-day teaching so it's even more enjoyable for you. You might also get some ideas if you're interested in setting up a side hustle or if you're working part-time and are thinking about what else could you do. All that sort of thing is what we're going to be talking about today. Enjoy. Welcome back, Angela. Now, last week was so popular. We've had a lot of really great feedback. So we just, we had to continue this conversation. We left off with what skills are transferable and we might touch on that again quickly, but we definitely need to continue this conversation, I think. So welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's so good that there's so much that people got out of that session and that I can even extend that a little bit further today, go into a bit more detail. Yeah, for sure. Now I saw on your Facebook page, this is a post from a little while ago, but it it listed seven reasons for feeling unhappy at work. And as I was reading through that myself, I was sort of identifying with each one. The reason why they identified for me is that I feel like I was getting a bit bored at work and a bit maybe complacent. 
And that's not a good place for a teacher to be. You can't be complacent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that's actually one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to sort of extend my you know, creative fingers a little bit and, and explore other options. So I'm just going to go through and read those, those seven reasons. And maybe some people listening are going to resonate with them as well. So the first one is that you're bored and not being creative. The second one is that you're not working to your skills and strengths. The third one is that you got into the job for the wrong reasons. Fourth one is that you don't know what you want in life. The fifth one is that you're holding on to unlived dreams or paths untraveled, which I guess is a bit on the nose for, for the pandemic yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. The sixth one is that you've been in your job for too long and don't want to be there anymore or you're just feeling over it. And then the seventh one is that you're only staying for the money. And now I know a lot of people will, you know, have a bit of an internal chuckle at that one because we all know that teachers aren't the best paid in in terms of careers. But I feel like for me personally, the money is actually a, a driver where I'm at now. This is, you know, my ninth year of teaching. The money is good and it is a factor that keeps me staying. So I think even with teaching, even though you might have a chuckle at that one, it definitely is still a bit of a reality there, isn't it? For sure. And it's also the security of earning the money each week. You know that you're going to get the certain pay, that it's going to increase. So that you're, you can see the the projected outcome and that it's that security sometimes that holds you not so much in teaching possibly for the money, but that you know that you get your 12 weeks holidays. Yeah. You get that time and you get that secure income. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if anyone's at home or in their car listening and you resonate with those, those seven reasons for feeling unhappy, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, definitely go back and listen, like pause this one now, go back and listen to that one and then come back to this one. <laughs> so where we left off last week was talking about teachers' skills and how they're transferable. And a few that you mentioned were, you know, like collaboration and communication. Are there any others that you wanted to touch on before we move beyond the skills sector? I just think about the variety of different skills that teachers have. And once you begin to list them, you will go way past five. You'll probably go past 10. And that the skills that we also get are presenting and instructing. Mm. We're standing up each day in front of an audience and producing lessons and being able to guide them through that. Organisation as a teacher Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think of how the organization that it involves to do what we do every day, that we're, we're multitasking, which is a skill that it's, it's not quite known until you really look into these, that it could be also working under pressure, <laughs> that we're yes. working to deadline, <laughs> deadlines, that we meet yep. deadlines. Priorities. And, and- yeah. That there's so much involved in teaching that just to know a particular word to describe what you're doing. Sometimes my sessions are about a teacher that just talking about what they're doing and we are able to identify one word to describe that. That is a skill. That is a strength. And so, this yeah, is like how, the, the condensing of the information. Yes, because sometimes when you've been doing things that you just do and for a long time, you don't actually know that it's a viable and vital skill for so many other jobs out there and how, how to articulate that. And in a job interview or talking to someone, it's great for you to know how to articulate that and 
You can do that with your skills, your strengths, your personality, the work style that really suits you. And even when we think about the environment that you like to work in and the culture, that's something to also explore outside of teaching and, and who you are and what suits you as well. Yeah, particularly because I know there's some teachers that work really, really well in a co-teaching space and there are other teachers that just cannot work with a co-teacher. They, you know, it's, it's their work, which is fine as well. But I guess even shining a light on that alone will tell you, do you actually work better in a team or do you actually work better independently? And that's something that, you know, you always see on job ads is, you know, do you work well in a team or do you work well independently? And if you think about how you work with your colleagues, I guess that can shine a light on even just that one small aspect. And it can also come down to that maybe you did like working in teams and now that you're a bit more established or that you've got, you, you can take on those responsibilities, maybe you like leading the group as well. Mm. And yep. so it can also be about these are the skills that I've acquired and which ones do I want to work on next? And that could also bring about when I think about job crafting that you can still be in the same job and you can craft it to who you want to become and who you want to be and use the skills and the strengths and play to your interests within the job that you're in so that when I think about all the alternatives and the options and opportunities out there are you done with teaching I, do you enjoy the environment that you're in? And sometimes it can be just little tweaks to, yeah. uh, to really invigorate that part of you and looking into the reason why you love teaching and make that come alive and bring about that new perspective on teaching because it has changed recently. Mm -hmm. And who are you now that you've been through that change and what do you see yourself doing as well? So I know that's something that we were also wanting to bring out a bit more detail in this session about what are those options for teachers. Yeah, for sure. And well, maybe we'll start there with like, what are the options if you don't actually want to leave teaching, but you're feeling a bit complacent, a bit bored, a bit over it, maybe even a bit stressed, but you know that teaching is still for you. What options are there? There's the obvious ones of trying to move into a leadership position or retraining as a guidance officer, for example. But say you want to stay as a classroom teacher, you're quite happy with that. You don't have those leadership aspirations. You mentioned the words like job crafting. How can you, as a teacher, craft your job to be more suited to what you're intrinsically looking for? There are those obvious linear progressions that you, that sometimes we need to investigate what's holding us back from that inspiring career first. So looking into our limiting beliefs, looking into our fears, looking into our inner critic and just seeing what kind of mindset am I in? We talk to our students about growth mindset and are you in a fixed mindset or are you, are you someone who likes to learn and grow and have you been doing that or mm. are you... Being <laughs> have you have you not done anything new for a while are you just doing the same thing over have you been in the same grade level for the last five years just slight little tweaks to the way that you look at your job the way that you look at yourself can really change things because anyone can be happy in any moment it's about your perspective and it's about your outlook on life and your sense of self as well I know that in teaching 
we're sometimes asked to do things a certain way, but does that sit well with you? And when we think about the strengths that you have, are you using those strengths to the best ability? So once you explore all of those avenues, and we talked about a career order in the last podcast session, that if you're playing to your strengths and your skills and your interests, once you know what they are, how can you bring that into your everyday job? So wellness and well-being for me is really important. And in my classroom, I set up the day with that because that was important for me, but also for the students that needed it, that needed to transition from their outside world to the classroom. And that for me brought in a total different part of teaching that I really enjoyed doing every day. So bringing in those moments where we took a breath and I guess that helped me through that last year that I was yep. teaching because I would bring in things that were important to me and being creative and spending that time with the students and looking at things from a different perspective can give you different ideas and mm. it can even lead to you investigating and being really curious about different personal development, professional development, and how can you bring that into the classroom? It might be that if you do like team teaching, how can you bring more of that into what you're doing within your job? And if it is that you want a new challenge, maybe it is about taking on a little bit more responsibility that you're interested in. Sometimes we yep. get given things that you kind of go, you just oh, don't do, I really, yep. do I really have <laughs> to do that? And having that voice to be able to negotiate and going to your team or going to the principal, the vice principal and say, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what brings me a, a whole lot of meaning and purpose. How can I bring this into the school, into my job? I know that another teacher that I worked with was really interested in nutrition and food. And so they made a part in the newsletter where they would write about yeah, right. healthy options and that for them gave them that sense that they're able to bring in their interests into what they're doing. And I know that some people are probably thinking, oh, but that's extra work. I don't, I don't have the extra time. time yep. And I often have to challenge them and say that how important is it to you to make some changes and yep. how good are you at managing your time, your priorities and yourself? Because if you don't begin to put yourself first, your interests, this is where you can become that unhappiest person at work and that you will tick off all of those seven things that we were mentioning before. So within the job that you're in, how can you craft it and create it and design it that it's going to light you up? It's going to re-energize you that you're going to wake up in the morning and go, I can't wait to do that in my day. And it's sometimes the people can be about challenging themselves and stepping out of their comfort zone because we get very stuck and stagnant and trapped in what we're doing every day. And if we continue to do that, we're going to have that same result. So let's change it up. And it's okay to change that you're going to be the one driving that change. And I love exploring with people how they can do that, how they can utilize their time, how they can bring this into the classroom. And giving them that confidence to have those conversations about making what they're doing right for them. Yeah. I, I remember a teacher I used to work with, she really loved social media, in, in particular Twitter. 
So she had an idea to like bring that into her classroom, sort of as an exit ticket strategy. She would get her students to write a tweet about what they'd learnt that day. So, you know, you're limited to the 140 characters and it's got to include a hashtag. And that brought her so much joy of getting her students to write tweets to her, even though they were obviously not on Twitter in the class, they weren't using their phones or anything, but bringing in that outside joy of hers into the classroom was enough to sort of give her a bit more of a spark and go, oh, you know, this is going to be a fun thing today. I wonder what tweets they're going to write today. And I think we need to remember that it can be something as small as that. Just bring one, you know, if you really love origami, have an origami session one day or a club. And, you know, for me, myself, I was getting a bit stagnant, as we said, because I've done high school teaching for eight and a half years and it was the same subjects, the same, and I was really good at it and really bored at it. (laughs) And then a friend sent me a link to a new job, which is one that I'm in now as a STEM specialist in primary school. So a change of year levels, change of subjects, change of everything. And that, that was enough for me to go, wow, this will be me for the next nine years before I probably start getting itchy feet and wanting another change. But these changes of staying within teaching, they can be quite small, can't they? But they can also be quite large, but you're still a teacher. You're still keeping with that. Yeah. And just looking at those options, is it about changing the year levels? Is it about changing schools? Is it about looking at the different types of schools? So we've got public, Catholic, private, uh, distance education, distance education. (laughs) Exactly. That sometimes that change of scenery, driving in the road, meeting new people. Life is about learning and growing. And we can look at that as not failing or or that Mm. it's about how can I learn and grow and keep challenging myself that it's okay to move on as well. So they're the ones within education. So what I often get to talk to people about this is that it's about just understanding that not so much are you done with teaching, but do you still want to be in education? What is it about teaching that really lights you up and that making sure that you're using those parts of you more often in the day to help you to stay engaged and motivated as well that what parts of it that you really enjoy so if there's someone who they're done with classroom teaching they don't want to be a teacher anymore but they really want to keep that link to education and to teaching and learning what options are out there besides the obvious one of being a tutor yes do you know how many people (laughs) say that I'll just go and be a tutor for a little bit and I just go, oh, if only you knew about all the options out there, that if you still love education, that simply as you've done, you went from secondary to primary. Maybe it's that total change in there's universities out there, there's TAFEs out there, there's kindergartens, there's childcare, that yes, sometimes it might involve a little bit of study. So we've got a bachelor's degree. Some people might even have a master's that you might just need to do a little bit of investigation about if I transfer to another education, I might just need to do a little bit of study and that's, that's okay. And that can be off-putting for some people though, can't it? It can be because they might not have studied for 10, 20, 30 years and that being a student again, how can I possibly do that? So that's already bringing up fears within people and I often say well how important is it for things to change and how big a change do you want to do as well that 
this is where having conversations with people about what changes they've made successfully into other industries. How did you do it? What does it look like? What do you do every day in your job? Having career conversations can sometimes calm that part of you that might be going, oh, I, I'm, I don't know if I want to study. I don't know, what, if, know if I want to make that big leap. Yet the gains that you can get and the things that you can be doing every day and what you're doing every day can sometimes outweigh those, those fears that you have. So moving into other educational institutions is a good way to stay in education that there's a variety of different roles as well when we think about that we're a teacher and in the last episode I mentioned that teaching also means training facilitating mentoring coaching there's so many different ways to describe what we do as a teacher and outside of teaching still possibly in education we can take on different roles that mean the same thing as teaching and it's just in a different setting and it can be cross industries. It might be stepping outside of education, yeah. but I recently was talking to someone about that they love art and galleries. In museums, they have education programs. They look for coordinators to yes, run them. So you're still putting together a program. You would still be delivering information. It's just in a different setting. So just knowing the industries out there and what it requires for you. It's amazing once you begin to look at what else is out there, that understanding that language is transferable from teaching to program coordinator <laughs> to learning and development officer. There's a variety of job titles and I, I just wonder if even just going through the options for full-time, part-time, job sharing, contract temp have you been through all of that and does that need to just shifted and do you want to work on a dual strategy do you want to be teaching but also building up something else on the side maybe it is volunteering a side hustle we've got gig work at this time you might want to start your own little business and can you do both of them at the same time while you plan on exiting or is that enough to do both at the same time there's so many options there's so many alternatives and it's about finding those opportunities by talking to people trying things researching and putting yourself in the way of opportunities because sometimes when we're stagnant we're stuck and we just sort of have our blinkers on and you sort of forget that there's other things out there yeah that maybe a short course isn't as scary as, as you think it might be. <laughs> and I guess I imagine a lot of pushback that you'd get from teachers would be that, oh, I really want to make this change, but I don't have the time to study. Yes. How can I possibly study or how can I possibly have a side hustle when I'm working as a teacher full time? So what, yeah. what advice would you have to teachers that are sort of stuck in that mindset? Yeah. And that one comes down to self-management that when you know about time management, priority management, and you take care of yourself, your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, that when you really look into it, anything is possible. It's so amazing when I do time management with people and we break down their hours and what's your usual day look like? There's always time that you can carve out, even if it's an, an hour or half an hour every day 
that can go towards this exploration into your career, this investigation into yourself, that even that can be a little bit. I know that that even when I was on my lunch break, I'd go, okay, I get this much time. I'm going to make one phone call in my lunch break to someone in a job that really interests me and I'm going to have a conversation with them. See what it's about. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that we often get very stuck in what's our usual routine. And how can I possibly break away from that? Exactly. Because habits can become automatic and we just want to create slightly new habits and we want them to feel successful in what they're doing. So half an hour a day might be enough to go, oh, and making sure that you recognize that you have done something towards looking into mm. these feelings that are coming up and why you might be unhappy in your job. And but I guess it, along that line too, like we need to remember that carving out that time during the day isn't a permanent change. This is a transitional change. So you might be carving out half an hour instead of watching TV, you're going to do this exploration, but that exploration may only last a week or a couple of weeks yes. before you make some sort of decision. And then you can go back to watching your TV instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that it can be about that people are scared of change and it's not until you have, and for me, it was that a tree landed on my house for me to go, I'm going to keep making changes. I'm not going to stay stuck and trapped in yeah. anything any longer than I need to be because I know how precious life is. And I hope that no one out there has health issues or are going through anything and that's the reason why they have to make these changes that sometimes it's not until you're forced to mm. that you do make those big changes so half an hour a day or a, an hour a day is so much more worth it than having something big happen in your life and you're forced to change yeah for sure so i guess we've talked about teachers who want to stay in teaching and teachers who want to stay in education what about those ones that are just they're done Mm -hmm. Get me out of teaching. I want to be as far away as possible. Is it an easy enough transition out of teaching or is this going to be an entire flipping your life on your head? It might seem like that, doesn't it? Like when we think about yeah. <laughs> stepping right out and that you're done, it can be freeing for some people to know that is a possibility. That if that's something that yep. is, when we think about the gut, the heart, the head, what is all of that's telling you and do you have the financial ability to do that and have you looked into all the, the options for that that maybe for some people that is where they're at that they just need to to Brush get their out. hands of it and yeah yep. but that's sometimes so free for some people based on their circumstance their situation and what's right for them other people might need to create that plan and have that exit strategy and look into where they really want to be. So some people that risk is scary. Some people that risk is needed. Maybe yep. taking that sabbatical, taking that time off that within three to six months that you have stepped away, you'll know if you need to come back as well. And that is that an option where you're at at the moment to just take that time for yourself to rebuild yourself and explore other options and to look into what else is out there that's always something that you can be doing and that it is up to that individual person and that some people do that and they're successful and other people just need that time off and they they come back and they're reinvigorated they, they feel that pull back and go yep yeah. teaching is for me 
now. This is still what I want to do. So if you think that you're really done, it's about making that personal decision for you based on all of that situation that you're in. And is that the right decision for you? Do you know how to trust your gut instinct and listen to your heart and your head? And career decisions can sometimes be hard when you're in that overwhelm, when you're not really sure about what's right for you. So that's why working with a coach can sometimes bring clarity. And have you had that conversation with someone separate from your life and your situation so that you can gain that clarity? Someone that's not in a teacher Facebook group (laughs) where you're going to get a lot of strong opinions either way. (laughs) So there's a bit to consider when we think about the people that are done or that might be sitting on that fence. And there are a couple of different roles, if you want me to just name a few to see if it sparks people's interest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what is there outside of teaching and education that when I think about your skills and your interests and your strengths, that's what you want to be finding out. How can I use those outside of teaching? It can be as simple as, well, I love all the admin tasks that I do. I love sitting on the computer. So maybe a personal assistant or an executive assistant, being in that office environment, maybe that might suit your skills as well and your strengths and your interests. It could be that you love instructing and presenting. So maybe looking at the professional development that teachers have all the time, they might be looking for people to actually run those sessions. I know in the corporate world that they are looking for training and development people as well to be able to present things. Mm, All the time in all sorts of fields. Yeah. So when we think about what you like doing and what you want to be doing every day, it could be about consulting. Maybe it could be a learning consultant or a education consultant or even sales where you're selling things to teachers. There's always those opportunities as well, but you can also go into sales in other industries. I just think that we we know the things that we use in teaching and you yep. might have a better way to be able to sell that kind of stuff as well. That if you like writing and you love developing content and curriculum that there are curriculum writers and editors out there and that that might be an opportunity as well. And that can be within the education departments, but also textbook providers, for example. Yes. Yeah. And when I think about working with young people and the community, there's lots of involvement that you can do in those types of roles. And it might even be in that public sector, maybe government or local government, that you can be connected to the community and youth as well in those types of areas that they might run programs, that they might be looking for people to advise as well and be mentors and coaches for the, for the youth within those programs. And I mean, I can keep going on with them all day, but the thing is, do you want to do a little bit of study? Do you want to just roll straight into another job? That's another thing to be considering because I know people that have gone into HR, so human resource Mm -hmm. management, that they do need a little bit of training in that one as well. And, and what, what do they want to be able to get out of the next five, 10 years time? Is it, do they need to find something to just transition out while they continue to look as well? 
there's there's so yeah. many options there's so many <laughs> so many opportunities and that's where someone like you is an, an actual career coach would be a very good person to talk to if you're feeling a bit stuck about all of this and just having that support can sometimes give you accountability for one but be that sounding mm. board as well because we all have the answers within us and when we get rid of all of the stuff that's holding us back and that's possibly consuming our thoughts that when we clear that it's amazing what can come out and that usually the first thing that you think of that you go and most people say I want to be a tutor that they the first thing you think of is usually <laughs> not the thing that you move into and the thing you move into is bigger and more amazing than what you've ever thought of because you once you begin to expand your thinking and what's possible and look at options and alternatives without getting that overwhelmed of all oh, there's so much out there it's about mm. condensing it to the right amount of exploration that it's going to be amazing what is actually out there and things that you had never thought of before are really possible yeah wonderful all right we're almost out of time again <laughs> this has gone so quick <laughs> i guess my last question for you it, about all of this whole giant big topic is what is one thing that you wish all teachers knew about or knew maybe that's within themselves i just keep coming back to that personal development that as a teacher, we are focused on our students, we're focused on the curriculum, we're focused on the school, that it is about that self-management, becoming the leader and manager of your own career, of your own life is one of the best things that you can do. Go on that self-discovery journey and transform your thinking, transform the person that you once were, look into the person that you are and that you want to become, it can be one of the best things that a teacher can do for themselves, for their family, for their students, for everyone else involved, that take the time to get to know yourself. It's okay to be a little bit selfish yes, in this regard. It's, it's really needed, for sure. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And would you mind reminding the listeners where they can find you? How can they contact sure. you? So my website is careerdesignstudio.com.au and I'm on LinkedIn as well as all the socials, but the best place to reach out is through the website and have an explore. I offer free discovery sessions for those people that go, this is resonating with me. I, I would love to chat to you and have that time to explore who you are and possibly where you want to be. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for round two of our chat. Yes. <laughs> thanks. thanks for having me again. All right. Thank you. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come and join us over on Facebook in the group called The Teacher Community by Staff Room Stories. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Staff Room Stories. You can also check out the blog at www.staffroomstories.com for full podcast episode transcripts, as well as articles about a whole range of other staff room topics. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love for you to tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. And if you would leave me a review on whatever service you're listening through, this helps others to find us. Thank you for gifting me some time out of your day. I hope the rest of it treats you well. <laughs>